When planning the road to success, there are a few steps to keep in mind. Identifying and solving the cause, facing and embracing change, goal setting, and being accountable. We'll talk about this today on Sustainable Success with Chris Salem. New and healthier habits lead to prosperity in all areas of your life and business. Now, here's your host, Chris Salem. Well, welcome to the Sustainable Success Radio Show. We are into our second show of the new year. I hope you enjoyed our show last week with Dr. Arthur uh, Chair McCauley. Uh, shared some valuable wisdom as to how to handle stress and how empathy can be used to offset stress. So I hope you got a lot out of that. Again, for those that are just joining Sustainable Success for the first time, you can find our past episodes at the Voice America Influencer Channel at Sustainable Success or at our Facebook page, Sustainable Success 2017. If you go there, you'll find past episodes uh, of some leading experts that we've had on the show that pertain to sustainable success, where you can get a wealth of knowledge that will serve in your business, wellness, and relationships for sustainability. Today, we have a wonderful guest with us today. Uh, Her name is Penny Zanker. And before I introduce her, we're going to be talking about a topic that really resonates with me, and I hope as well as with you. It's called, uh, What Creates Sustainable Energy and Why Is That Important? So before I introduce Penny, I want to give a background about her. You know, entrepreneurs and business leaders seek Penny out for business coaching because of her experience, skills, and strategic approach that she brings to their business. As a former Tony Robbins business coach and international speaker, Penny has worked with people all over the world to double their business and create more capacity for the leaders. She, has, she helps you reset priorities, regain goal-oriented focus, and balance the skills and mindset needed to get results faster. She will challenge your leadership and your business to new levels. Penny, welcome to the show. Hey, Chris. It's great to be here. It's a pleasure to have you. And just to let everybody know, Penny and I know each other. We've known each other now, Penny, what, for since uh, like December of 2016, I believe, at CEO Space. That was my first CEO yeah. Space where I met you. Absolutely. And, uh, Absolutely. and Penny was, was one of the first people I got to meet and greet. And, you know, she just has some wonderful information that she's going to be sharing with you today. And I'm looking forward to it. So, Penny, when we talk about sustainable energy and why that's important, I guess what I wanted to look at, you know, you know, energy is a great thing, right? Everybody wants more energy and, and it's necessary, of course, in business and everything that we do in our personal life. But what would be like one of the first things that people should know about when we're looking at energy and how to make it sustainable to something that's important in what they're doing? What would be the first thing that, that they, should, we, uh, they should know about? Well, maybe before we get into like yep. the practical tactics or, or tips and things, you know, I, I think it's so important as people take it for granted, right? I mean, Einstein talked about this. This is a, an age-old concept. He said, you know, everything is energy. And the fact is, is that energy is everything, right? It's people, my, my thing is, is that it's really the secret to productivity and to getting more out of life is how to manage your energy. So I just want to make sure that people, you know, are really connected to that, that the difference of what you achieve versus what somebody else achieves in their life and how to really be in the flow and get things done doesn't have to do with time. Time is finite. It has to do with how we show up for that time, and that's how we manage our energy. 
No, that makes sense. That totally makes sense. I mean, you got to show up. And I think a lot of times people have to realize that, that, you know, they have to utilize that time to really be present and to really, really put all into what they're doing. So keep going. Sorry. I want to let, let you keep expanding on that. Yeah, no, that's, that's perfect. So I, you know, I think the first thing is that we, we kind of are in an unconscious state most of the time, right? Most people are, are in the state of busy, right? And it's, you know, it's a competition. Who can be busier? Oh, I'm so busy. I've got this, I've got that. And the other one's so busy. And so it's really, I think the first step is creating what I call, and I talked about this in my TEDx, the, the energy of thought, which is creating, you know, more consciousness, like making the unconscious conscious. So we're not kind of the, the walking zombie that just goes about and does everything impulsive, you know, checking our emails and our phones and kind of reacting to everything around us, but being really conscious and proactive to see what kind of energy are we actually bringing to the moment. So if we're stuck, we can shift a lot more quickly when we become, you know, conscious of that. Yeah, that makes sense. I mean, it's so important, like I said, to be conscious and present and, uh, you know, with sustainable energy. I know like with everything I do when I'm, you know, when I'm involved with either a client or a project or if I'm working out or if I'm with my wife, you know, I'm always making sure that I'm focused in that moment and to be able to give everything that I possibly can give from my end. So that, yeah, absolutely. And, you know, that might be as simple, like in any of those scenarios you talked about, it might be as simple as creating an intention and saying, okay, I'm starting this next block, whether it's spending time with your family, whether it's getting into your workout, uh, whether it's, you know, getting something, a project, the next step of the project done, it's setting that conscious intention of, okay, here's what I'm going to, take some, some deep breaths and I'm going to be really focused. And then I'm going to set an intention of, of what I want to create out of this time. Yeah, absolutely. No, that makes sense. And, you know, one of the things you mentioned about, uh, you know, when you talked about sustainable energy is the concept of leverage. Can you explain a little bit about, you know, leverage and what that means to this process? Well, you know, by actually, I believe that by managing our energy, we're creating leverage. Leverage is being able to, um, you know, lift more and do more in, in less time and finding the ways to do that. So, you know, one of them might be to put our energy and focus on looking at the process of how we do something and seeing where we can automate it, where we can delegate it and to create, you know, that we can actually compress time, so to speak. No, that makes sense. I mean, a lot of times I think, you know, as entrepreneurs, especially, you know, especially if it's, if it's our own product, our own company, that type of thing, we tend to like want to put, you know, we want to have our hands into everything and we tend to take on too much. We, we, you know, we know what we're good at, but sometimes we end up focusing more of our times on the things that we're not good at. And I'll raise my hand because I've uh, fallen victim to that several times, but it's so important that, that we're able to really focus on, you know, in a time-oriented manner on the things that we are really good at and then leverage the things that we're not to others that really bring, that's their expertise and their, their strength that they can bring to the table to make it more efficient and, more, and make that energy more sustainable. Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, an easy way to, to, to create leverage, too, is to collaborate more right? Like you said, is, you know, 
it's not just in the delegation, but also in the brainstorming and the working together, coming together. Just because you might be a solo entrepreneur or a small business doesn't mean you can't partner with other business. And those partnerships create a great deal of leverage because then you're more powerful together, combining your, your products and services, even if they're, um, you know, even if there's some competitive nature, there are aspects that are different. You know, look at Jewelers Row. In, in most cities, there's a whole row of jewelers, and they're all selling jewelry, but they're all clumped together because it attracts people to, you know, to that location. Yeah, it's true. I, I always, I think I remember, I mean, this is going back a ways, but I remember there was, there was a place in New York that, you know, where the, where all the jewelers are that I forgot what area of Manhattan, I think it's on 43rd, 44th or 45th street, like right around, right near close to Times Square. And I can remember there was one place where, where all the jewelers would send people to get the, the, uh, the, the stone appraised. You know, so, I mean, so they were all right. kind of like working together in a way, you know, kind of, you know, but you know, everybody benefited, you know, they were collaborating in many ways. You would think, hey, they're competing against each other, but there was plenty of business to go around. Absolutely. And, and you know, there's a couple of things when I think of, of leverage or, or let's say, you know, becoming like a multiplier, multiply, having a multiplier mindset, it's like, you know, a couple things that I would suggest for people to do is, A, to think bigger, right? And that, that can be achieved through collaboration or different things. A lot of people hold themselves back from thinking bigger because they're, they're too logical. They're like, oh, I can't do that, or um, I don't have the resources. And they find instead of thinking bigger, they limit themselves and hold themselves in a box. But we, we find ways to create leverage um, by thinking bigger and, and really being a multiplier of things. So we can open up possibility and think bigger, then we come up with more creative solutions, new solutions. We challenge the, you know, the status quo to create something new and something different. So thinking bigger gets us outside of that box. No, it's so true. I mean, you think about, I mean, if we're going to influence others or if we're going to be more creative and develop, you know, products that really, you know, make a difference in our world, you know, we have to have that sustainability. And this is where, like you talk about, you know, leverage and in that multiplier mindset and the collaboration, all of these things have to be working congruently together to really bring these things about, you know, for people to experience. And when, when, you know, entrepreneurs or companies are not using the, this, this process, then, you know, they become stagnant. Products are not as, you know, are not as valuable. They're not as efficient and they don't serve as well. And so this is why, you know, you know, sustainable energy, everything is energy that, that you have to have these processes working together to, uh, you know, to, to make it, you know, make the products better, the service levels better and people happier. Absolutely. I mean, the, the process, uh, standardizing things, right. And, and opening up that part of, of leverage is, is exactly what makes it sustainable because then you can easily pass it on to somebody else right? You're compressing time because it can be done in the same quality. Uh, it can be done faster, more efficiently, more effectively. And that's, you know, that frees up people's time to do, you know, to be in their genius and to, and to be creative and come up with new products and create greater impact. Absolutely. So what uh, you referenced your, your TEDx talk, the energy of thought, you were talking about that. And I, you know, for any of the listeners that, ha- that have not yet seen it, and which I, we're going to encourage them to do that today, 
including people that will be listening on demand. Could you shed some insight from that talk that you did last year, from that TEDx talk that will provide some more information about the power of thought? Yeah, absolutely. You know, one of the things that, uh, coming back to to Einstein's, you know, uh, everything is energy and and really energy is everything, is I I talk about in in the context of you'd be surprised at how many thoughts we have a day. We have 70,000 thoughts a day, right? That's like a thought every second. So we are like constantly this thought machine. And our thoughts, you know, they create our reality. They create the experience that we have. And, And that's all going on underneath the surface. That's what I was talking about earlier about the unconscious and making it, you know, yeah. conscious and creating awareness. And here's the cool factor that I talked about in my in my TEDx was that only five percent of those thoughts are new. Wow. So there's an incredible amount of repetition that are go you know, that's that's just, you know, ninety-five percent of our thoughts are being repeated over and over and over again. Are they being repeated in a different way? Like maybe they're like, you know, it's the same thing, but maybe a different word for it, that type of thing? Yeah, I mean, I, you know, it's, it's, we're repeating basically the same type of thing to ourselves. I can't do that. I'm not enough. You know, it's whatever, whatever types of thoughts we're having there, they're in these thought clusters. Yes. Right. And, and so, uh, we really need to challenge ourselves. And I challenge everybody who's, who's listening to, Think about what percentage of those thoughts are negative or unproductive and how that might be holding them back in their life. I I actually had a client that I was working with and and we were talking about, you know, the top five emotions that he spends his time in. And those emotions are driven by our thoughts, by the way. (laughs) And, um, you know, frustration was one that he said he spends, you know, a lot of time in. And when I asked him to give a percentage to it, he was shocked where he had to think about it. And by putting a number to something that he had never thought about, he's like, wow, I spend probably 65% of my day in frustration. And just by that awareness and that acknowledgement, he's like, that's unacceptable. Yeah. And realized that he has a choice. And it, it changed, changed his life. It changed his interaction with his family just by being conscious of what he was creating for himself. No, that makes sense. I mean, I'm a big advocate of, you know, meditating daily and, you know, journaling your thoughts or you know, how you feel at that time. And I think when you write that stuff down, do you agree when, when you're working with people, if they write something down or get into a practice of doing that, then they begin to see the pattern like you just talked about, like, wow, I've been repeating these things. I didn't think it was to this level, but it's really more than I thought I was doing and thus why, maybe why I'm not where I want to be or what's maybe holding me back. Yeah, I, I think that journaling is a great practice. Um, you know, reflection at the beginning of the day, at the end of the day. What I would suggest as well is that most people will journal but not really go back and read what they've journaled. And that's, yeah. where, the real, that's where the real juice comes from. And what I hear you saying is then you're only going to notice the patterns when you go back. And you look at it. So I give people a little challenge to, to journal for a week and then to go back and to circle the, the key words that they see that are repeating and the, and the words that have energy because our words are, are full of energy. And so, oh, so are true. they saying things about uh, frustration or survival or stress or, 
you know, what are the types of words that are coming out into into circle them? You know, circle the positive words that that drive you with uh, with you know uh, green, and then circle in red maybe the the, the words that are um, unproductive and that you're seeing that that are repetitive. And it's amazing where you know then you can start to look to replace those words. I call it a word cleanse. They can you can take a word cleanse <laughs> and notice that if you curse a lot or you know you're constantly <laughs> saying I'm busy, I'm stressed, take those words and and then reframe it and do a word cleanse and say I'm not using those words in my vocabulary anymore this week and see see what shifts for you when you find new words to replace those that are productive words. No, it makes sense. I think, you know, you know, you get into that practice of doing that. Like you said, going back, you begin to kind of look at yourself like from a third party perspective. It's like you now you can mm-hmm. look at yourself like it were somebody else that you can now. It, and it starts to make sense where if it's all in your head, you really can't see the bigger picture. You can't really see where this is holding you back. And, and that's totally. why a lot of people spin their wheels. Totally. Have you ever like had a friend where they keep coming to you with the same problem and they're so frustrated and they just don't see it. And it's so obvious when you're talking to them, it's so obvious that where they're self-sabotaging themselves. You know what I'm saying? Anybody have a friend like that? Oh yeah. I've had plenty. I've I've heard it all. Yes. (laughs) Yeah. But the thing is, is that we don't recognize it in ourselves. Sometimes that person is us and we're just not recognizing it in ourselves. Yeah. No, that's so true. I mean, it, it's so true. So anybody, you know, the, for the people that are listening today, you know, again, listen to what Penny is talking about, you know, the energy of thought in, in the words you say. It doesn't necessarily mean that you, that you say the words always. It can be the words that are in your thoughts and they hold yeah. power. And so when we come back, we're going to be uh, you know, talking to Penny more about, you know, why what creates sustainable energy and why that is important. Again, anybody that's just joining us, you can always listen to this uh, podcast or, excuse me, to this radio show and episode on the on-demand version, which will be available later today. Again, we are with Penny Zanker, and we will be right back after the break. This is the Voice America Influencers Channel. Be inspired. Individuals and businesses with tax problems, listen carefully. Do you feel like you're losing control over your finances? If you owe over $10,000 in back taxes or have unfiled tax returns, we can help you take back control. The IRS is the largest and most aggressive collection agency in the world, and they can seize your bank account, garnish your paycheck, close your business, and file criminal charges. Take control of your tax problems now by calling the experts at Tax Mediation Services and take advantage of the Fresh Start program and new laws that may allow us to negotiate a settlement for the lowest amount possible. Our team of tax attorneys and enrolled agents can stop collections and get you protected so you can take control of your financial future. Tax Mediation Services is accredited by the Better Business Bureau. Call now for a free case review and a price protection guaranteed quote. Call Tax Mediation Services now at 800-760-0116. That's 800-760-0116. 800-760-0116. Do you believe that being fit is difficult? Do you think it requires turning in your favorite comfort foods for boring chicken and broccoli and spending hours in a gym? It doesn't. Tune into Have It All with Devin Alexander. Devin and her guest experts will show you how you can have it all at any age, from relationships to money to thinking bigger than you've ever imagined. 
Devin will fast-track your goals to yummy reality. Tune in every Wednesday at 9 a.m. Pacific Time and 12 noon Eastern Time on the Voice America Influencers Channel. What is balance? It's being true to your purpose and not being distracted by shiny objects, surrounding yourself with family and loved ones, nurturing your spirituality, maintaining healthy balance of emotional and physical wellness, and being present in the moment. Chris Salem creates awareness about unblocking mindset barriers for sales professionals, business leaders, entrepreneurs, and all types of people to have sustainable success at the next level. The solution evolves out of the problem or challenge. The issue is that many people and businesses manage the effect but do not address the root cause. You now have an opportunity to live your life and operate your business in the solution rather than the effect of your challenges. Schedule a time to chat about your goals and the person you desire to be by going to ChristopherSalem.com. We have group consulting calls, one-on-one, and other programs to assist you. It will be the best thing you do for yourself to see how sustainable success is possible for you in your life and business. Join us at the next level. Visit ChristopherSalem.com. Find out what's happening on the Voice America Talk Radio Network. Find out about new shows, featured guests, and what's up this week. Find us on Facebook by searching keyword Voice America. You are listening to Sustainable Success with Chris Salem. Call into our program today at 1-866-472-5795. Again, that's 1-866-472-5795. Or send an email to Chris at ChristopherSalem.com. Now, back to Sustainable Success. Well, welcome back. If you're just joining us again, we're here with Penny Zanker. And Penny is a business coach uh, working with entrepreneurs and business leaders to take them to the next level and helping them to reset their priorities and regain focus and balance in their business also working with their mindset. We've been talking today about what creates sustainable energy and why is that important. And we had left off from our, uh, before the commercial break on uh, some thoughts to uh, what Penny had talked about in her TEDx talk, the energy of thought. So Penny, with that being said, you know, what are the four areas that people are listening today that they could focus on to drive their energy? Well, it's good that you asked that because a lot of people think, oh yeah, you know, I'm, uh, you know, what, I don't know how to do that. Like, how do I, you know, how do I get into vitality? How do I create that energy or manage it or, or do it? So we got to, we have to know what the, the key drivers are, right? In order to say, okay, well, if I turn the knob up on this, then that's going to make a difference. So there, there are yeah. four, four areas. Uh, the first one is, is purpose and motivation. Okay. Right? If they kind of go hand in hand, sometimes I, I call it purpose and, and not everybody understands what I mean by that. So then I, I bring it back to motivation. And it's, it's really, you know, what, what gets us excited and gets us out of bed. We're often not connected with that, uh, you know, caught in our thinking in the, in the day-to-day, the have-tos versus what really lights us up. And it's, it's not always, you know not always what you think it's not always money it, it a lot of times it's it's how do we challenge ourselves when we challenge ourselves and overcome a challenge that's motivating uh when we um are focusing out and serving others and really contributing right that that creates a huge motivation and changes people's energy uh immediately once you stop focusing on yourself and you start focusing out so that's a really easy way Two ways, actually, to 
to, to shift your motivation in the moment, to see how it benefits somebody else, whatever you're doing, what's the big picture, how is this going to get you towards your goal, and really just turn up the volume on that motivation in the moment where you might feel like you'd rather procrastinate on that particular thing. Yeah. It's not your favorite thing to do. So, Penny, let's say, for instance, we have some people listening today that, or will be listening on demand, that, you know, they they they, they have a good worth ethic, they, they're in their own business, but for some reason, they, they're not sure what their purpose is. They know that they're doing their business and they, they like it on some level, obviously. They wouldn't be doing it if they didn't. But what if they don't, how do they know for sure they're, they're serving their purpose? What would be some suggestions that you could provide? Well, you know, our purpose, it's my belief anyway, that, um, that our purpose can also change over time. And sometimes people are looking for something deeper like I found when I went through a process that my purpose is just to inspire others. Like that seems really broad and vague and that can be accomplished through so many different ways. And that's awesome, right? That gives me so many different avenues yeah. to bring it across. But I, I think it's really, you know, when people want to find out what's really motivating them and, and what they love to do is they can see, well, what's made them, you know, what are some of their proudest moments in their past? They could, you know, ask that question. They could ask, what would you do if, it wasn't for money. Like, if, you know, money wasn't an object, what would you spend yep. your time doing? You know, who would you be with? Those are, those are great questions to, to kind of light up what, what it is that you love to do, what you're and passionate you made, about. Who do you like supporting? You made a great point there about, especially when it comes to sustainable energy, that why purpose is important and it's not always about money. Because you think about it, if you're doing something just for the money, and let's say you do have some success for the short time that you make you made some good money, but it's not, is it going to be sustainable if it's not aligned with your purpose? More likely that it's not going no. to be sustainable, and that's why why you, what you just said that why aligning with that purpose, even if it changes and evolves over time, is something that we should be conscious to and constantly paying attention to. Yeah, because that's what creates the fulfillment and the meaning in our life. That's why a lot of people achieve great success. And you hear that they, you know, Tony Robbins talks about when his company went, you know, to the stock market and he was there and he felt hollow. He felt, you know, like, you know, it was a great achievement, but he didn't feel like, you know, he was really fulfilled in his life because, you know, his relationships weren't where they, he wanted them to be. And he didn't feel like he really had anyone really close to share it with and be excited, you know, with him and for him. And so, you know, and I've, I've had those moments in my life too, where it's kind of like a hollow Halloween, and that's because mm-hmm. there were other things that weren't there that are, are motivating. And so we, we've got to see what it is that, that drives us from the motivation side. Uh, uh, just to mention a, a quick, great book, Daniel Pink, uh, he wrote a book called Drive that, that yes. shows exactly from scientific perspective that money is not the main driver, uh, that people want to be able to have autonomy and creativity and when they can bring that that money isn't, isn't the driving factor. It's so true. I, and I think, like I said, I mean, and another thing too, I would say, and I'm going to let you f- expand on it, is that sometimes, you know, even as entrepreneurs, I see this too, they can get caught up sometimes with the shiny object, meaning that they're involved in their business, but they can go off on a tangent chasing something else because somebody else in their circle or somebody not in their circle is doing the same thing. And they feel that now, well, I guess I have to do it too, but is it really aligned with my purpose or am I doing it because 
I want to keep up with the Joneses or that this may put, put some, you know, a lot of money in my pocket, but it's really taking me away from what I really want to do. Right. Right. That's a, I mean, you know, we're human, right? Exactly. <laughs> there are more distractions and shiny objects out there. And that's why being connected to your motivation and, and making sure that your goals are in line, in alignment with what motivates you. And you know it because you feel it inside. Something doesn't feel 100% right. Like, you feel fulfilled. You feel like your life has meaning when you're pursuing that. And it's okay if, if you're in a job and you need to be in it for money. There are many people who, who have that situation. But that doesn't mean that they can't be, um, you know, for instance, my, my boyfriend is an IT person. It's not his passion. His passion is writing. But he also has published, you know, several novels on the side because when he comes home, then he starts his passion. So there's a lot of yep. different ways to, you know, to keep yourself motivated. And that makes him better at work doing his IT stuff because he's fulfilled and, and, and pursuing his passion outside of work. So, and then soon, you know, that will be his, his second career or whatever you want to call it when, when he gets to a stage that he's ready to, to, to do that. So, you know just being aware of what it is helps you to be able to align your, your goals and your tasks and, and your motivation together. No, it's so true. I mean, like you said, I mean, you, that's why you have purpose and motivation together because they go hand in hand. And, and that's, I guess if you were to say purpose plus motivation equals sustainable energy. <laughs> so it, it really makes sense because, you know, no, no matter what that purpose is, like you said, it doesn't have to be someone that's engaging in it, you know, you know, eight hours or nine hours a day as a full-time job, but, you know, somebody that could be doing it on the side. It could be a side hustle. And because right. for some reason, maybe, maybe what their purpose is may not yield enough income to live on, but yet it still provides the fulfillment that they're, they're coming from their true purpose and they, they're still serving others with what they're good yeah. at. Yeah, exactly. And I, I want to, before you say purpose and motivation equals sustainable you know, success, I want to add those other three things in that, that really are necessary. Oh, yes, please necessary. do, please do. So let's go to number so two. <laughs> I'll, I'll, I'll tell you what they all are in case, we, uh, in case we get caught up with ourselves talking uh, about one in particular. But um, so number one is that purpose and motivation. Number two is the self-talk and the conversations that we have with ourselves and others. Okay. Right. So it's back to that, you know, talking about the energy of words. It's it's the underlying fundamental that, you know, tells us what experience we're having and then also shapes the experience that other people are having. So that's that's number two is that the self-talk. Number three is our focus. Where are we directing our focus, especially on a mental level? Are we focused on what we want? Or are we focused on what we don't want? Imagine that energy when we put uh, all our focus on, I don't want, you know, these types of people in my life. I don't want to have disease in my life. And unfortunately, uh, our brain doesn't process the don't. And so we are so focused on something, we're attracting it to us. So we need to be aware of our, of our focus. It's also our attention, but, but also around the, the, the mental focus of things. Yes. And then... Lastly is our physiology and our self-care is that, you know, if, if we're not healthy, anybody knows if you're sick in bed, you're not doing the things that you want to do and it's not really creating meaning in your life. So you got to take care of, you know, the, the vessel. We have to be vital both physically and mentally 
in order to, to really have the experience we want. And, and in some cases, some people may have physical challenges, and so that means they have to be even stronger in the other three areas, such as, you know, the motivation, self-talk, and, and the mental focus so that they can offset what's, what's not working at the moment in their life. I, I see now what you mean now when you add these to the equation for sustainable energy, because think about it, without your purpose, and it, you, you can't have motivation, and without that, you can't be focused on focusing your energy towards what that purpose is. And the self-talk, you know, it's got to be positive. It's got to be coming from your purpose, not from the negative side of your inner critic. And the, or excuse me, no, the self-talk and then the focus you mentioned. And then, and then you talked about physiology because, you know, that self-talk and that focus, if it's in a negative way, that's going to really affect your, you know, you physically. It's going to put you in bed. Yeah. It's going to create disease. You're going to be sick more often. But if you have the right focus coming from purpose and the self-talk is from a from the positive mindset, you know, from a limitless belief, not limited, mm-hmm. that you're going to feel your, your body's going to feel more alive. You're going to feel more alive in your body and feel better about yourself. And you're going to have more energy to move around and do the things that your body is that your body needs to do to do, you know, to perform these tasks. So this makes sense. Absolutely. Do you want to expand a little bit more on each one? We have, uh, we have about five minutes to the break. Yeah, sure. Uh, Which, where should we, where should we start? So I think we talked about, you talked about, we we did purpose and motivation. So I think what self-talk, we talked about self-talk as the second. Yeah, well, I think we talked about self-talk in the beginning, right? Okay, uh, we did, we did, yeah. talking about the words, and so what I'd like to do, maybe if we only have five minutes, is let's talk about focus. Um, okay. I've defined focus in three different areas. It's strategic focus, it's mental focus, and then it's our attention of focus. And it really requires us to be aligned in all three in order for us to get laser focus, right? To get in, into the flow, because... Our strategic focus is what aligns with our motivation and our purpose, like you said, to give direction so that we are climbing up the right wall, right? Was it Stephen Covey, I think, who said, you know, um, it might be great getting up the ladder, but if you're on the wrong wall, then, you know, that's really not effective. <laughs> exactly. You're going through the motions. <laughs> right. And then, you know, the the most powerful is is being able to be conscious and directing our mental focus. It's, you know, we have, uh, I think it's just the way our brains are wired is, is that we have more of a tendency to think about what we don't want, right? Because we're, I think we're wired, I think the number is something like a hundred times more away from pain than towards pleasure. And so we're wired to kind of say, well, I, I don't want that pain, but we still focus on it. It's kind of like a, a friend of mine was learning how to uh, race his Corvette and he was taking lessons. And, you know, they tell you when you're racing that, you know, and you're going down the straightaway and you're going into the curve is you have to tilt your head into the curve so that while your body shifts into the curve, this involves our physi- uh, physiology, right? Then we have the self-talk, the motive, everything. The motivation is, is to turn and the purpose is to turn into the curve because otherwise you're going to hit the wall. But the self-talk is going, oh, my God, I'm going to hit the wall. I'm going to hit the wall. I'm going to hit the wall. So all of your attention and your mental focus is on what you don't want. And so, you know, then they'd have the instructor would actually move your face 
to to the side and and help you turn your your arm so that you go into it because we kind of put ourselves in this trance of focusing on what we don't want. You know, there's stories of people in the middle of nowhere whose car hits a tree and it's because they're focused and grabbing the wheel going, I don't want to hit the tree, I don't want to hit the tree. And then, of course, they hit the tree. Exactly. So it's really being mind over matter, right, and hearing ourselves say it, kind of like a yoga practice where you hear and you, you, the conversations come through, but you let them pass over you. It's kind of that kind of a process, mind like water, right? Just let it pass over. And so it's the same thing with our mental focus is to, is to decide where we want to direct it on what we do want, and then anything that we don't want, let it quickly pass, pass over and pass through and say, no, that's not, I, I recognize I don't want that, but here's what I really want. And that's why we create goals and we write them down. And we create vision boards so that we have visualizations and, and, and focus around things that we really do want in our life. And the more we focus on what we do want and we reward what we want, we reward ourselves when we do something good, we, we compliment someone else, the more that we do that, the more that we get of it, right? That's the law of attraction. It's energy. Exactly. Like you said, where your attention grows, I mean, it goes, you know, you know, the energy flows. So, I mean, I yeah. think that's a Tony Robbins saying, and, and you're so right. It, it's, you know, it, it's being focused on the process, like you said, you know, breaking, taking your, your larger goal, what you desire, and then breaking it down into, you know, smaller attainable goals, you know, with the right habits and disciplines that are going to take you to where you want to go. So you have to always be in the moment focused. And I think that's really important being in the moment and not drifting in the past or the future, but being present every step of the way, and that and focus is so important. I mean, you can get and, and you can probably get so much more done when you're focused rather than kind of just kind of shooting from the hip, where we can you know be busy all day, but we really weren't as productive as we think we were. And when you're focused, you can get so much more done in a shorter period of time. That so when you do have that time, you know you don't have to feel guilty about it. You can. Go out and do things. You can enjoy yourself with family and do the yeah. things you love to do as a hobby and all that. So that's so important. So again, you're listening to Penny Zanker. We're talking about what creates sustainable uh, energy and why is that is important. We're going to break, but when we come back, we're going to be talking about something uh, that's going to make this all come together. We'll be right back. This is the Voice America Influencers Channel. Be inspired. Do you feel shackled to your business? Do you feel that there is no room for anything else, like a personal life, family, fun? Did you know that there is another way? Listen for The Unshackled Life with hosts Aaron Scott Young and Michelle Pearson Young. They'll discuss what helps your business work better for you so that you get to have a life. Aaron Young has been starting and running companies for over 30 years. It's time for you to finally have the time, money, and freedom that you've always wanted. The Unshackled Life, Mondays at 1 p.m. Pacific Time, 4 p.m. Eastern on Voice America Influencers. What is balance? It's being true to your purpose and not being distracted by shiny objects, surrounding yourself with family and loved ones, nurturing your spirituality, maintaining healthy balance of emotional and physical wellness, and being present in the moment. Chris Salem creates awareness about unblocking mindset barriers for sales professionals, business leaders, entrepreneurs, and all types of people to have sustainable success at the next level. 
The solution evolves out of the problem or challenge. The issue is that many people and businesses manage the effect but do not address the root cause. You now have an opportunity to live your life and operate your business in the solution rather than the effect of your challenges. Schedule a time to chat about your goals and the person you desire to be by going to ChristopherSalem.com. We have group consulting calls, one-on-one, and other programs to assist you. It will be the best thing you do for yourself to see how sustainable success is possible for you in your life and business. Join us at the next level. Visit ChristopherSalem.com. Find out what's happening on the Voice America Talk Radio Network. Find out about new shows, featured guests, and what's up this week. Find us on Facebook by searching keyword Voice America. You are listening to Sustainable Success with Chris Salem. Call into our program today at 1-866-472-5795. Again, that's 1-866-472-5795. Or send an email to Chris at ChristopherSalem.com. Now, back to Sustainable Success. Well, welcome back to Sustainable Success. Uh, We were just talking about the four areas to drive your energy when it comes to creating sustainable energy. And so we want to talk about something today that Penny is going to share with you that really kind of like really is like the glue that keeps this all together. And that is accountability. So, Penny, can you shed some insight for the listeners today and those that will be listening on demand? Why accountability is important and where it really plays a role in, in with having sustainable energy? Well, accountability, you know, is what keeps us from getting the results that we want, right? <laughs> and uh, there's a, a process uh, in neurolinguistic programming that uh, it, it's, it starts with our potential, and it goes into the action we take, which goes into the results that we get, and then feeds into our beliefs, which feed back into our potential. And accountability is, you know... In that, in that part of making that possibility uh, turn into actual action. Because if we don't take the action, then we're not going to get great results. And then we're going to say, see, I told you I couldn't do it, right? And it's going to affect our belief about our possibility. And then it's going to reduce the possibility that we're creating for ourselves. So accountability is something that is, is critical in getting us into action and keeping us into action. And it doesn't mean always getting, you know, the best results, but once we are taking action, then we're able to get the feedback, which tells us, you know, do we need to adapt or, you know, are we doing just fine and stay the course? So uh, the first thing I want to say about accountability is it starts in the beginning of the process. And a lot of people, they think that accountability is, you know, is the reprimand, the, the consequence that you get when you didn't do something. But it's really what you set up, you know, in the beginning of a process when you set a goal and you say, this is what I want to achieve. So what are different ways that you can set yourself up to be accountable so that you can make sure that you do follow through with what you're doing and not have to then rely on it's a consequence of somebody's going to get fired or, right, or I'm, I'm not going to get the result that I want. Take ownership of it in the beginning through, through setting different uh, accountability measures into place. Does that make sense? Makes sense. Absolutely. Like you said, accountability has got to be from day one and and it's an ongoing thing. Absolutely. So, you know, what are some of the ways that we hold ourselves accountable? And, you know, I know, I'm sure 
Chris, that you're working with people and, and in, you have to make sure that you keep them, you know, in action. And so holding ourselves accountable can, can be in different ways. It can be just by creating deadlines. A lot of people, when they set goals, they don't set deadlines in their goals. They don't set smart goals no. with, with the time piece of it. And by putting a deadline in place, that helps to create a little bit of pressure to create some accountability to, to deliver something by a certain date. There are things like reminders and notes that we can put up to remind ourselves to, like if we're changing a habit, I have on my door because I got out of the habit of working out regularly in my morning slot and started to uh, start to get into work earlier than I want to. So I've got some reminders, you know, little sticky notes that say, hey, work doesn't start till 830. Go, go work out. Uh, or on my mirror, it says everything better when I work out. So these reminders they give me that, that, that bring me back to my motivation and also make sure that I'm, uh, I'm taking action to follow through. No, it's so true. And, and, and I think when you talked about account, when you're talking about accountability here too, what you just stated is there's also got to be some balance, right? Because if, we, if we're just doing all work and we're not really taking care of ourselves, how can that energy be sustainable, right? So there's got to be some balance. And accountability is that reminder to say, hey, you know, for the, new, the case that you just brought up, Penny, that, hey, I don't need to start my day at 7 in the morning or 6.30 in the morning. Mm-hmm. I can start it at 8.30. But so that time that I would normally, that I would have been working, I can now be serving me personally. That's going to take care of my body and my, my mindset to make, my energy more sustainable for everything that I am doing for my clients. Absolutely. Right. And it's a proactive approach that you can be accountable in, in each area, right? Whether it's your health, be accountable in your business, in every area of your life, you want to be accountable. You want to be your word. You want to be in, in, in integrity. Yeah, it's so important. I mean, accountability was something that I, you know, I'd covered in my book, master your inner critic result that cause create prosperity you know, and it talked about, you know, again, starting from the, the time you make the commitment to to make a change in your life in business. And it's something that, that, you know, that a lot of times people understand from a macro level what it is, but they don't really understand it because they, they become complacent. So do can you offer any suggestions for ways that people can keep themselves accountable, with, whether if it's with themselves, like you said, with these notes or reminders or perhaps like an accountability partner or an accountability group. Absolutely, right? Accountability buddies, like you said, whether it's a group or, uh, you know, uh, an individual who's set out on the same goal. Maybe it's to, to lose weight together or, you know, maybe it's to achieve a specific goal, like to write a book. Uh, you know, having a buddy to, to talk about what some of the challenges are and also to say, hey, you know, get to it to say, hey, did you do that thing that you said you were going to do this week? Uh, I also find that bets are really helpful, right, where a lot of people are, are want to have some fun. So, you know, that creates greater motivation, right? And, and when we can create more fun with it, we could create a bet. Like a friend of mine and I, we just made a bet over something to, to make it a little bit more fun. Uh, you know, um, I, I gave uh, somebody years ago, I gave them one of those stepper uh, things, you know, the, the Fitbits that count the number of steps that you have. Well, that totally motivated him into being more accountable 
to, you know, his health and, and the steps. And then he got an accountability buddy and he joined a group where they would compete with one another. And then he would constantly be parking like really far away from anywhere that he had to go. So he got his extra steps <laughs> in and he went last time I spoke to him, he went three years, not missing a day with 10,000 steps. See, just something so, like that. Something so, I mean, it, it doesn't have to be something major. It's just something like just little things that you could throw in there that can make the, all the difference in the world in terms of, you know, where you're going. And, and, and accountability plays a major role in that. It's so important. Yeah, Absolutely. I mean, it can be a dollar bet, right? It can be, it's because it's, it's symbolic. It's, it's the competitive nature that comes out that, that then has you more focused on what your goal is and what it is that you want to, to achieve out of it. So it's, it's really, really powerful. So getting back, Penny, Penny, like like we we've been keeping a lot of this on individuals, but I mean this could also go for corporations too. When I think about accountability, and a lot of times even in companies, and maybe we could use the last you know remaining time, but we're going to talk about accountability on that. You know, if anybody that's listening today that's a business leader, let's say they're a director, VP of a of a company or a certain business unit. You know, what about accountability in corporations? I think that that there's there's definitely an area where that needs to be something that needs to be addressed, you know, if you're looking at companies worldwide. Definitely. You know, uh, I mean, there's, there's various different things. I mean, we, we just talked about a bet, you know, that can be done on a company basis too, is where you can have more yeah. fun, create a game, a game for people to achieve things by certain goal, by certain times. And then, you know, that maybe moves them along the map and to, to the end destination, uh, you know, people want to have more fun. I think that's it's one of the things that actually the millennials are actually demanding is that, you know, that we, as I, as I said, that traditionally accountability is you didn't make your sales goal, therefore I'm going to slap you in the hand. Well, what if, you know, and actually I have a great example of this. I had an organization I was working with, uh, and that's what they did was they just, looked at the numbers and numbers and numbers and it was almost impulsive and people didn't know what to do. They didn't make their numbers and, you know, they were either getting fired or they were getting yelled at and, and, but nothing was changing. And so what we put into place for, for this organization was to do workshops every week, instead of looking at the numbers in, in detail was to look at the drivers of those numbers and to hold yeah. people accountable for, you know, making sure that they are delivering the customer satisfaction surveys. This was for a cleaning company. So when they would leave somebody's house or holding them accountable for asking for referrals, right? Those are concrete things that people can, can own. And they had workshops together to talk about what some of the challenges were and to be able to put things into place to overcome those challenges and make the individuals who are in the field responsible, have them own it, that they're driving that project. And so now it becomes a newer level of accountability because it's not forced down on them. It's something that, that they contributed to and people support what they create. So, you know, just creating more of a collaborative environment can create a greater level of accountability because you're allowing people to, to take on that responsibility, to, to choose it. Yeah, absolutely. And it's so important. I think, like I said, companies, uh, you know, have to embrace this and, you know, not just look at numbers, but look at the drivers. Because, again, 
It's just a matter of a few things that could just be tweaked, you know, could be something that that could just not even be something major at all that could shift those numbers in a completely different way. And that's what's right. so important. So, no, you're so that's right. That's what we did in that instance. That's what we did is is just a few tweaks in how they interacted with, you know, the homeowners made all the difference. So they went from not making their numbers to uh, way exceeding their numbers because they gave the power to the people. Yes. Yep, absolutely. Absolutely. So, you know, those listening again, you know, you know, this is a really important piece, you know, with accountability. I encourage you that if you are listening to listen again on demand and, and really look at you where you are in your business, whether if you're an entrepreneur, whether if you're working in a company, whether if you're a business leader or this is your just your own personal life that you're looking to make improvements on. Accountability is so important. Uh, which Penny is talking about and what she works with with her clients. So, you know, to make a mental note, to listen to this segment again, because it's so very, very important to everything else that we discussed today that kind of really brings this all together and so forth. So, Penny, I want to thank you for all this information. This has been a wealth of information, you know, for people to really, you know, put to use now that could provide more sustainable energy in, in their lives and business. I wanted to let the listeners know, like, you know, what are you currently working on and where can they find you and some information about your productivity assessment? Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, just on that point is that my assessment was created exactly for, for this point was to create accountability, to track, to create awareness, but then to, to track somebody's results, especially on something that isn't really that trackable. It's more of a soft measuring thing. And so when they actually have to put a number to it, it creates like this aha, like I can't ignore it because now it's so clear. And they can actually uh, reach that assessment and take a look uh, at what it's about. It can be taken as an individual or also as a, as a group, as a team. I've had many companies take it and use it as a, as a corporate department, see where they're going, see where the gaps are, and then bring themselves into action through the gaps. They can go to uh, to bit.ly, B-I-T dot L-Y slash T-10 assessment. And that's a uh, 10 as in the number 10. So B-I-T dot L-Y slash P-10 assessment. We will also be uh, posting that link as well on the Sustainable Success Facebook page. So you can uh, dro- find it there as well as some other locations. So we encourage you to take a look at that link and uh, to take that assessment. So, Penny, what else are some good things? We have about a minute left uh, that you're working on right now, uh, book-wise, and and what you're doing in the next few months. Yeah, absolutely. Well, I, I'd like to highlight that, you know, this assessment actually comes from my best-selling book that I wrote in 2015 called The Productivity Zone, Stop the Tug-of-War with Time. And some of these concepts that we talk about are further developed in, in the book. So I'd highly encourage people to go in and grab a copy it's perfect to start your new year out in to find out the best ways for you to get in the zone and then to combine that with the assessment that allows you to come back uh, week after week to, to, to kind of condition those drivers of our success, drivers of our productivity. And that can, can be found uh, on my website or on Amazon uh, is easily found. Great. Great. And uh, in terms of like, you have anything else, like uh, you're going to be doing some corporate events and so forth. But again, I highly encourage you to check out Penny and what she's doing at her website. Again, you want to make sure that you, you click on that assessment link 
to take that assessment. Again, we're going to be posting that uh, for anybody that for any reason did not was not able to write it down. It will be at the Sustainable Success Facebook page. Again, Penny, I want to thank you today for, for taking the time. I mean, this was uh, some valuable information here in terms of, uh, you know, what creates sustainable energy. And if we're going to have success, you know, as a whole, you know, you know when I'm looking at worldwide as a whole, you know, it's very important that we, we continue with people like yourself to really get this awareness out to people, to let them know that they have the power within them to really take ownership to create, you know, better flow of energy. And it, and it, again, I, from what you talked about in the second segment, it all starts with uh, purpose. And, and again, you know, putting money aside, you know, I think, you know, the money itself is a byproduct of all of that. So if you really put your purpose to use and it motivates you and you focus on what you do and, you know, you're able to kind of bust through any challenge that presents itself and, and with the right self-talk and, 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 and nourishing your body, you're going to be able to sustain going forward to add more value to people. And I want to thank you again for all that information. So again, everybody, where will this, this episode with Penny Zanker will be available uh, at, at the end of today on On Demand at the Voice American Influencer Channel, Sustainable Success. You could also find it on iTunes as well. We want to thank you, Penny, for joining us, and we look forward to having you on the show again. And we want to thank you listeners for joining us today and, and really, you know, taking the time each and every week to, uh, you know, listen to the content that here and all the experts that share their valuable wisdom. And we all want to wish you all a prosperous new year and may everything that you gather today be able to be put into use to see your business and your personal life take it to another level. Have a great day, everyone. Thank you for tuning in to Sustainable Success. Be sure to join Chris Salem and his guests every Wednesday at 8 a.m. Pacific Time and 11 a.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Influencers Channel. Have an incredible week.